The Yucca Valley Plugged In Podcast brings you up to date on the town of Yucca Valley's current issues, projects, and events. Your local government wants you to be informed about the progress we are making as a community, and we invite you to be involved. Visit the town website at www.yucca-valley.org to register your questions, comments, and suggestions. Produced and presented by Town Hall, the bi-weekly podcast provides a snapshot of the top issues of the day. Get plugged in with Mayor Jim Schooler to stay up to date on all things Yucca Valley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Yucca Valley Plugged In, where we give you a quick update about what's going on at Town Hall, the Town Council, and other commissions, status of current and upcoming projects, and other relevant items of interest to our residents and visitors. This is the first of our podcasts, and we're anxious to see how it goes as we share what we think you want to know about happenings in your community. We will be talking with our special guest in just a bit, Clark Fyans, the owner of the new Awe Bar, A-W-E Bar, restaurant and music venue. I am Jim Schooler, member of the Yucca Valley Town Council and currently the mayor of Yucca Valley. We're excited to get this going, so let's get started. The first thing we want to do is take a quick look at what the Yucca Valley Town Council has been talking about and deciding over the past month or so, and then we'll follow up with what we expect to see on the agenda for the next council meeting coming up on April 5th. The town recently introduced an updated version of our short-term vacation rental ordinance. Following a 45-day moratorium on new permit applications and considerable public input, the revised ordinance aims to tighten up regulations and minimize the negative impact of short-term vacation rentals on local residents. Recently, the town was required to make some minor adjustments to its electoral districts. You might recall that the California Voting Rights Act required legal jurisdictions to implement a district-based system where representation on local councils and boards would no longer be by at-large elections, but by balanced districts that seek to ensure that all residents have equal opportunity to run for public office. The town complied and established its districts beginning with the 2018 election, but now had to make some minor boundary adjustments that balanced the districts in accordance with new population numbers. The Council's annual Community Development Block Grant allocation of $146,300 was allocated toward improvements at the Tri-Valley Little League Ball Field Complex, which the town took responsibility for last year. Also, the Council recently awarded a construction contract for the North Park Improvement Project, which will provide access, parking, and restrooms for the 80-acre site at the west end of Yucca Valley. The Council approved a notice of completion for the recent town-wide crack seal project, a necessary road maintenance project made possible through Measure Y funding. Conceptual discussions began regarding a proposed parking and gathering facility in the Old Town area of Yucca Valley. This exciting piece of the Old Town framework will provide much-needed parking, public restrooms, and opportunities for farmers markets and other community events. And finally, the Council received a report focusing on alternatives for managing the town's turf areas, especially with regard to sports fields. The town already employs a state-of-the-art irrigation management system, but is interested in alternatives such as the use of reclaimed water and artificial turf as we prepare for responsible management in the future. That wraps up our highlights of recent meetings. Full meeting agendas, video recordings, and minutes of the meetings can be found on the Town of Yucca Valley website, www.yucca-valley.org. 
And now to keep you in the loop, we will take a quick look ahead at some of the items that will be coming up on the next couple of town council agendas. We will be considering the upcoming two-year budget for the town. We'll possibly be awarding a design contract for the Old Town parking and gathering space. We expect to be awarding a contract for the annual Slurry Seal street maintenance effort. And we will be reviewing the initial work on the town services consolidation project. That project will remodel the now vacant space that previously housed the county library so that we can bring the planning department, building permits, etc. over to the community center complex and provide a basically a one-stop shop for conducting town business at the community center. There will be more, I'm sure, but I want to remind you that if you'd like to be part of the town council meeting, comment on any of these items or whatever else is on the agenda, you can do so by coming to the town council meetings. They're at 6 o'clock at the Yucca Valley Community Center on the first and third Tuesday of each month. You can also look at the town's website, www.yucca-valley.org, to see how to stream the meetings and participate online. All right, now we get to talk about one of our really exciting projects. Each episode, we will take a detailed look at the progress of one of our public works projects on the horizon. This week, we'll talk about our flagship project, the new Aquatics and Recreation Facility. This major project consists of an indoor swimming pool and a multi-sport gymnasium. We are pretty excited that this will be the first ever town-owned gymnasium. Ever. For the first 30 years of the town's existence, And for another 30 years before that, as a parks district, the recreation programs have always had to rely on the availability of facilities controlled by schools, churches, and the Boys and Girls Club. And the town's aquatics program has had to fit into eight weeks each summer at the Yucca Valley High School pool. We are undoubtedly grateful for these partnerships over the years. It helps us run our programs, but we can now look ahead to many more health, fitness, and recreational options with our own pool and gym. As you might imagine, the price tag of an indoor pool and gymnasium is significant, and the current estimate is in the neighborhood of $25 million. This project would not even have come on our radar if not for the significant work of our assemblyman, Chad Mays. Back in 2018, Assemblymember Mays worked to have language included into Proposition 68 that would allocate $22 million for health and wellness activities in Yucca Valley. California voters approved the Prop 68 Park Bond Act, and we got a substantial jump start on our pool and gymnasium project. We are so grateful to Assemblyman Mays for moving this priority along, and to the California voters for supporting it. After quite a bit of required environmental work, site selection, and other preliminary steps, we are now in the design phase of this facility, which will be located just east of the soccer fields at the Brem Park site in the middle of Yucca Valley. Design work should be completed by the end of this year. Construction should start in early 2023, and if all goes well, we hope to have the people in the water by the spring or summer of 2024. Next episode, we will take a look at our North Park Trailhead Project. The town of Yucca Valley has long been a leader in contributing to our local quality of life by providing a variety of public recreation opportunities for all ages and interest groups. From youth and adult sports leagues, enrichment and fitness classes, a variety of seasonal special events, summer concerts, museum programs, and the list goes on. Very shortly, you will be receiving the Spring Summer Activity Guide in the mail, detailing everything that's coming up in the next several months. One of the favorite events at this time of year is the annual Easter Egg Hunt coming up on Saturday, April 16th at the Community Center Ball Fields. The event starts at 9 a.m. sharp, 
You don't want to be even a minute late for this one. The mad scramble is over pretty quickly as soon as the Easter Bunny blows the horn and gets the hunt underway. Okay, we move into our seven-minute chat segment, and I'm excited to have our first seven-minute chat guest with us in the person of Clark Fiennes. Clark is the owner of the Awe Bar, which is a new business in Yucca Valley about to open its doors. We will try to keep this within our prescribed seven-minute time frame. So, Clark, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Jim. Thanks for having me. I understand that you were relatively new to the high desert. So tell us, where did you come from? What attracted you to Yucca Valley and what made you decide to open a business here? Well, originally I'm a native to the desert of Utah. So I grew up in Salt Lake City. So I have come down to, I used to be a big climber. So I used to go all the time down to the national parks of Southern Utah. And then used to extend and come down to Joshua Tree. This was way back in the 80s and 90s. So much a long time ago. Since then, um, I lived a quite a long life going all the way to Alaska. And then that took me to Los Angeles. And then when I moved to Los Angeles for working for a company there, again, I kind of remember Joshua Tree was right, you know, only about two and a half hours away. So I started coming back out here in about the mid, about 2015, 2016, I started making my journeys out here and very quickly decided I wanted to find some land out here to, to build a home on. So I came out, we, we got land um, up in Pioneer Town initially. So I used to pass through Yucca Valley all the time. And obviously back then, I'll have to say that there, um, Yucca Valley really wasn't on the map for me at all. It was either Pioneer Town or going all the way down to Joshua Tree. But because it was kind of the gateway to get to both of those spots, I started paying attention. I started, and then once, you know, we did get our land up in Pioneer Town, um, this was the closest spot for us to be able to come, um, you know, from doing everything from going to Home Depot five times a day <laughs> or to Walmart <laughs> or just actually just to eat, you know, and, and just uh, um, and, and load up on groceries and whatnot. So, and get coffees and whatnot. So that's when I first kind of started spending a lot of time here. It was probably about 2017, 2018. And that's what attracted me here. When it comes down to um, a bar, um, initially, you know, I really was never looking for a restaurant bar. I really have a lot of background in music. I've been a musician since I was eight years old, and it's been a pretty big hobby of mine and a massive part of my life. And during the pandemic, I, you know, there was a period of time there where um, all these restaurants down here had closed down. Some of them opened up fairly quickly after things started to open up. But I kept driving past Gaddy's Bar and Grill um, multiple times. And I always saw the karaoke on the outside. But, you know, Gaddy never started to re really reopen. So I just stopped in one day and just asked him, you know, hey, what's your plan with this place? And just out of curiosity. And he was seen, you know, we, we started talking in, in the front diner area, kind of that restaurant area. And very quickly, uh, he, he was trying to sell the whole building to me. And, you know, he had a quite a bit of land out back. So it started to become semi-appealing. But once I walked into that room with the big wavy ceiling, that's the iconic wavy ceiling, I just immediately, you know, fell in love with the room. And that was the main reason that we, uh, that I, you know, we came in and purchased it. Okay, awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. Hey, you, uh, you and your team have generated a lot of curiosity in the past several months with your renovation of the uh, former Gotti's Bar. Uh, so tell us what's going on and what we can expect with the All Bar. So um, obviously, like I said back in, you know, I'm I'm very attracted to music. Um, that room, I've done quite a bit of digging in there in, into the history. It's been fun to have the local contractors come in just because it seems like every time or even some of the, you know, fire marshals and whatnot, the, some of the people we've got to know over the, over the course of time. It's a very, very historic building. It's been here since the 60s, starting as the Glen. And then obviously went through, I think, the Ribco and then Reflections. But it seems like every time we have someone that's been here for more than 20 years, they kind of go down memory lane pretty quick. And they everything from saying that they got married there, um, they went to prom there, or that they were a busboy there. And so there's a lot of it's, it's exciting to be a part of, of such a historic building. You know, we're obviously going to start with uh, the restaurant bar um, and get that open running here pretty soon within the next couple of weeks. But really, we're, you know, our, our, we're focusing primarily on the music part of things. 
I think there is a lack. I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants that are historically here in Yucca Valley, but I'm really excited to offer a new spot um, and also have a different kind of a different uh, flavors and different kind of cuisine. But really predominantly, we're really excited about getting that uh, music venue going to where we can really celebrate. There's a lot of musicians in this area. You know, it's just a natural attraction to the the high desert as having musicians. And so just having another stage for people to express themselves is really one of the things we're most excited about. So uh, the restaurant is essentially separate from the music venue. Can you elaborate on how that works and what we'll be looking at in terms of the menu, the mixology, and the music talent that you bring in? So the, the, the unique part about that building, as you mentioned, is there is, it actually is kind of separated into three separate rooms. There are almost three standalone rooms rooms. You have the restaurant up front that's kind of like has those booths a little bit like a diner area with two out with a patio on the outside of that. That can be pretty much just an all ages restaurant that will be, you know, families. It'll be open always for food, but with that one bar there. There's that center area that's kind of, is, we're referring it to as the lounge. That'll also be an area that you can also have food and food delivery in there. Um, but also it's just a very different kind of vibe and scene in there, you could say. And that will be able to uh, function as both, you know, 21 and over or private events. We will allow also times where, you know, we can have it be 21 younger, like a family style in there. But the versatility of that room can kind of either fall into being over in the, the food side, but then also going into the music venue, um, there is a very massive door and another outdoor patio that does connect all of that. So it also kind of sits in the middle to where we can either open up shows from that direction uh, coming from the music venue or actually connecting it to the diner. You know, and as far as music, we're really excited to provide another stage for the local community. Like I said, mentioned before, there's a lot of local talent here. There's and there's even more and more and more. I mean, again, during the pandemic, as we all know, there is a lot of people moving here, um, and a lot of those people are drawn. A lot of artists. We're really excited to have a spot um, to be able to have a highlight for um, and showcase the local talent here. But then, additionally, too, we'd love to bring some talent over from LA, from Southern California, from the West. And you know, I I, I really believe that spot's going to have such a become such an iconic spot that we're not predominantly looking for just huge shows to be coming in. We really want to cater to everything from just the locals all the way up to the world-class talent. Well, that's awesome. And what's the menu going to be in the restaurant? Yeah. So the menu right now, we're still working on it. You know, as anything, food is an art and we really want to have it be something that's very unique. So we're uh, catering to, trying to cater to everybody from every for everything from kind of our local workers. You know, a lot of the the contractors I've got to know here, you know, we've we, we've been listening to all of them of what exactly that they want to list, like what they want to um, eat. So we're gonna have everything from just simple foods, so people can come in and grab a burger, burger and a beer or whatever. Uh, but then also going going into having international uh, cuisine from everything from a lot of different flavors of tacos. To be totally honest with you, right now we just got our full time chef coming come come in about three weeks ago, so we're still working on it. But we really are just going to be focusing a lot on a really nice healthy food. We will have some vegan options in there, some vegetables options, but also still have steaks, um, skirt steaks with chimichurri, burgers, tacos. Um, and then I think, you know, as we start to get our feet in our ground, we'll start to, you know, kind of go in different directions from there. And you'll have dine-in and take-out? Dine-in and then take-out. Yeah, we hopefully at one point will have a window on that back patio to oh. where we can start doing some of that stuff. But uh, primarily, you know, we're really focusing on crawling before we walk and then walk before we run kind of thing. So we're just starting really for the first probably you know uh, two to four weeks or maybe up to six weeks is really just focusing on that kind of restaurant area and the patio. Okay, well, I know you've put a lot of work into uh, getting open for business. Uh, looking down the road, five, 10 years from now, what's All Bar going to look like? And, and what are your plans for getting involved in the community? 
I think five to 10 years down the road, geez, I haven't even thought about that. I'm really just really focusing and wanting to get the Abar, the, the restaurant and the music side, just really focus on getting things really moving there and getting it very streamlined. I, I'm looking forward. I, I moved here, you know, permanently. I'm going to be here. Um, that's part of my, you know, it's not like we're, I'm just going to come here for a year. That's not my plan. Very well invested here. I don't know. I think, uh, I, like I said, get, going five to 10 years down the road, hard to say, but I, I, I really hope that the it, it really can become, uh, you know, we, we will be a spot that we can have, but we already have the Chamber of Commerce reaching out to us to hold events there and do everything from that, you know, local kind of grassroots thing, doing some stuff with the grub steak days um, and stuff, some of those things we're starting to already get involved with. Parade, we're really looking forward to that as well. That's great. Hey, I can't be the only person that's curious about the cool blue Apache pickup and the Airstream tra trailer that's outside. Can you tell me what that's all about? Yep. So it's a 1958 Apache. It's got a 454 in it and a T4 transmission for any car people. It's, that's going to actually, and then that Airstream's in 1959, um, that's going to operate as our mobile. We do have a permit to be able to do mobile events um, out of that. So we can actually do catering or have a mobile bar. So that's kind of going to be our, our kind of the iconic food and bar delivery per se. I've been a classic car buff my whole entire life. I've been in cars since I was like, you know, the standard little kid. So um, I have a couple other classic cars. I got a 62 Comet wagon, but that couldn't pull the Airstream. So the Apache is kind of, you know, again, become one of our iconic branding um, items there, but also deliver some of our, you know, delicious food and signature drinks as well. All right. Well, welcome to Yucca Valley. We're happy to have you here and so glad you could join us on this podcast. So we appreciate you coming by today and we wish you nothing but the best in your new business venture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it. And we also just wanted to really just give a shout out to honestly to all the people in the community. I mean, everything from the local contractors to the town of Yucca Valley and the building, building and safety and also, you know, yourself, Jim. Um, and again, it's, uh, I know it was, it was a, it's been a, a bit of a long road, but I just want to again thank the community and, and thank everyone that's helping uh, get us open. Well, we are excited to see you open up, Clark. Thank you for joining us. We've been talking with Clark Fians, the owner of the new Aw Bar music venue and restaurant in Yucca Valley. Okay, time for our shout out. This episode's shout out goes wholeheartedly to the new Miss Yucca Valley and her court. Leilone Lecti was crowned Miss Yucca Valley at the pageant finale on February 12th. Her court consists of First Princess Jaylene Ramos and Second Princess Lila Foster. The shout out extends to pageant chairman John Babrowski and members of the Rotary Club of Yucca Valley who have worked very hard to keep this local tradition alive and well over the years. It is truly a first class event. Now a look into our mailbag. In our mailbag segment, we take a moment to respond to questions that have been sent into the podcast or to the town. If you want to send us a question, you can email it to me at jschooler at yucca-valley.org. You can find my email address in the podcast description or on the town website as well. Okay, today's question. I've been noticing some graffiti around town. What should I do? Great question. We don't like to see graffiti anywhere, and we have a local ordinance that gives us the tools to remove it. The best way for a citizen to report a graffiti incident is to go to the town's website, www.yucca-valley.org, and on the home page, click on the round Report an Issue button. That will take you to a forum where you can submit the information that we would need to take care of the problem. Just so you know, if the graffiti is on a public building or right away, we are able to clean it up very quickly. If it is on private property, it is the property owner's responsibility, but the town can take action, if necessary, to make sure the problem gets resolved. Well, that's it for this edition of Yucca Valley Plugged In. We want to thank you for tuning in, 
And we want to thank Clark Fyans for joining us today and wish him and his staff well with their new venture. It sounds like a great addition to Yucca Valley. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another town update and fascinating special guest. In the meantime, if you want to plug in another way, please join us at the Roost Cafe on the first and third Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock for our Coffee with the Mayor session. Hope to see you there. Yucca Valley Plugged In is a podcast produced and presented by the town of Yucca Valley. Your feedback, questions, or suggestions regarding future episodes can be emailed to comrelations at yucca-valley.org. For more information about the town of Yucca Valley, be sure to follow us on social media and visit our website, www.yucca-valley.org.